And what we often do is we're living in the clouds, but we're playing too much in the dirt. There's nothing wrong with playing in the dirt, but there's a lot of times where you should be handing those things off so you can be the most efficient and maximized version of yourself to your company, because that's really what's going to grow your company and help you to be able to become that leader or that visionary that you want to be. Welcome to Entree Real Estate, where we turn the complexities of real estate into clear, actionable steps for building generational wealth. I've invested into different types of real estate all over the United States, and I run a thriving real estate fund. Join me as we document the entrepreneurial journey of scaling businesses and transforming the lives of tens of thousands of people around the world. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Buckle up, because this is the start of something truly incredible. My name is Devin Robinson, and welcome to Entree Real Estate. Today, I'm letting my team know that I quit. What I mean by that is I'm not quitting my job. I'm not quitting my businesses, but I am letting them know that I quit doing things that aren't the best usage of my time, not because they're not important, but because they aren't in my zone of genius and because there are plenty of other people on my team that are better at those things than I am. And this is what you need to think about as you grow a business. One of the things that I've learned as I've grown businesses, scaled businesses, sold businesses, failed businesses, I like how that rhymes. As I've done that, I have learned that the biggest things I need to do is quit faster, but at the same time, I also need to quit effectively. I need to delegate and outsource the things that I'm doing that I probably shouldn't be doing. Let me guess, some of you all right now are sitting in your seat as the owner of the company and you're doing too much. You're going to the post office to mail things you probably shouldn't be mailing. You're sending emails that you shouldn't be sending. You are on the grind to build content and become an influencer or just get content out into the world and you are recording, you are editing, you're uploading, you're cutting them, scheduling meetings, you're scheduling podcast interviews, uploading to the sites, you are creating the descriptions for everything, creating thumbnails, you're doing all these things that are taking up so much time but aren't actually worth your time. And so you need to think through what does it look like for you to quit doing those things? Just quit, just stop. As you do that, you learn how to be a good leader that delegates well, but at the same time also stays within your zone of genius. Most entrepreneurs, most owners, they live in the clouds. That's what you do. You're the visionary. You live in the clouds. You got big dreams. You got big ideas. You got big goals for your company. And what we often do is we're living in the clouds, but we're playing too much in the dirt. There's nothing wrong with playing in the dirt, but there's a lot of times where you should be handing those things off so you can be the most efficient and maximized version of yourself to your company because that's really what's going to grow your company and help you to be able to become that leader or that visionary that you want to be. So as we do that, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about understanding what your worth is. What is the internal rate of return on your time? We're going to talk about what things you should be delegating, what's worth your time to do and what you shouldn't be. And then we're going to talk about the art of delegation and quitting effectively because there's a huge difference there. If you can't do it well and can't do it effectively, then ultimately it's going to crash and burn. But if you can, then you want to quit and you want to delegate as soon as you possibly can. That's so important for your company and for your own health. If you want to continue to stay married, if you want to continue to have vacation time and spend time with your family and be active, present parents, maybe unlike your parents were. A lot of times the past generation spent so much time working and trying to be who they think they should be for us as far as financially and success wise, or they just pursued that career. They were never present. You don't want that. You want to be present in your family's life. And so you have to understand what your time is worth and then what you should be delegating. 
So let's dive into that. Let's dive into figuring out what your time is worth. Decide on how much you want to make. Doesn't matter. I don't know what that amount is. Let's say you want to make $100,000 a year. That's the milestone people love to hit. I want to be six figures in my business and my salary and whatever. I want to have six figures in it and I want to pursue that. So let's say you do that. There are about 2,000 working hours in a year. There's a little bit more than that, but let's just keep it nice and round. 2,000 working hours. You divide that $100,000 by 2,000, you come up with 50. So your hourly rate, if you want to hit that $100,000 a year, is $50 an hour. That means in order to hit $100,000 a year, you need to be doing $50 an hour tasks. So if you are going and you're mailing things off or you're sending that email or you are managing that data, following up with those leads, putting those leads into your CRM, you're editing that content, uploading that podcast, creating that description. Those are all things that are not $50 an hour to do, but you're paying $50 an hour to do them. You're paying somebody $50 an hour to do them. And what you're not doing is you're not paying yourself, but you're costing your company $50 an hour to do those things because you could be doing something that provides much more income and is a lot more high performing than that task and it's costing you $50 an hour to do it. Actually, what you probably should be doing is outsourcing those things to virtual assistants or to interns at the local university. Those are things that can be done at five, seven, six, eight dollar an hour jobs. You could be paying somebody that much to do those jobs. So in essence, you are losing $40 an hour while you do those things. So we've calculated what your time is worth. Now you want to align the responsibilities and the tasks you have to that value. So you want to make sure that the tasks that you are doing are valued at that price point. So if there are things that stay within your zone of genius, those are things that align with the task. So what you should do is you should create two columns on a sheet, list all the things you do. So take about a week, so three to five days, and outline everything that you do in your business. So as you're doing it, just go, oh, I just did that. I just sent that email. I just updated the CRM. I just made this phone call. And you want to put all that stuff in a spreadsheet. And then at the end of the week, take all the stuff in that spreadsheet and divide them into two columns of things that you are passionate about and things you are not passionate about. Everything you are not passionate about, you need to figure out how to outsource or delegate that to somebody else. Now we have to figure out what the value of those things are. Is it a financial thing that you need to actually outsource to a fractional CFO? Because there are plenty of fractional CFOs. You can hire fractional CFOs, fractional CMOs, fractional COOs, people who can come in and help you to establish those SOPs or come in and help you to take care of those financial tasks at a fraction of the rate of what it would cost a normal COO. So maybe you're looking at something like $500 a month or $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month rather than $10,000 a month. That can save you a ton of money, but still get those tasks done. Another thing you can do is as you look at what those tasks are worth, you can go to a local university, you can go to the business department, the entrepreneurial department, whatever, and say, hey, you'd like to look for interns to help you with these tasks. Then that department can actually list out those services to their students who need intern hours to qualify and graduate. If college students, you can offer that to them and they can go and they can request that to their professors that they do those tasks for you. So there's so many opportunities that you have to grab cheap labor from local universities or shameless plug. One of the things you could do is you can hire those and outsource those to virtual assistants that live in other countries where the cost of living is significantly less. A lot of people use virtual assistants from the Philippines. I own a company where we use all of our virtual assistants from Egypt because the people in Egypt 
are incredible. They are hardworking by tradition and by their values that they've been raised. They're hardworking. They're very loyal. They have incredible English because it's a very touristy area. So they've grown up all their life speaking English because they've worked in those touristy areas. But a lot of them also come back to the States, get an education, get a bachelor's degree, a master's degree in the States, go back and live with their families. And so a lot of our, we have VAs that are dentists, that are attorneys, that are all of, that are extremely smart and extremely successful, but it actually pays better to be a virtual assistant for our company. And so we outsource them and they do everything from being an executive assistant to cold calling and texting to closing deals for us, to handling all of my emails, to my scheduling. And then we have a side that does all the content creation that you see on all of our YouTubes and our podcasts and our social media, they edit, chop it up, put the captions, put descriptions, thumbnails at a fraction of the cost of what it would cost somebody here in America. So why would I do those things if I can outsource them for six, seven, eight dollars an hour instead of spending fifty dollars or a hundred dollars an hour or whatever my time is worth to do those things? What that does is that frees me up to do higher level things that make my company way more money than what it's costing my company for me to do those things. Now, we've identified what our time is worth. We've identified the time and the responsibilities that we do that with. Now we have to outsource and delegate those things well so that we can quit. Because the biggest goal is when you become a leader, you start the company and you want to quit as fast as you can. But You also want to do it as effectively and efficiently as you can. You don't want to set up the next person for absolute failure. And I've done this before. And this is why the companies that I've had that have failed, failed because I exited too quickly and I didn't set the next person up well. So we actually have in our company process maps for just about everything we do. A process map is a broad overview of whatever that department or that task. So whether that's cold calling and texting, whether that is an email that you're sending, you want to have a process map, an overview of what it looks like from beginning to end. Somewhat vague, doesn't have to be very detailed. And then what you do is you have SOPs, standard operating procedures for each of the boxes along that process map. And this can be very easy to do. We just have literally the box has a link. You click that link. It pulls up a a Google Word doc that then in that doc outlines what the steps are. And this can be really easy to do. We love optimizing artificial intelligence and just about everything we do. To do process maps, we actually just use draw.io, which is right there within Google Drive. Very easy to do. And then you can also use artificial intelligence to help with that. So they have this app called getmind.com, M-I-N-D.com, that will actually help you to outline your process maps in the flow chart of how things go. Because that's what a process map is. It's just a flow chart on how that process goes. Then you create the specific procedures for those process. There's a really cool artificial intelligence app that I love using called Scribe How. Scribe How will actually record your screen and the process in which you do things and then outlines step-by-step what you did. So if you clicked here, it says click here. If you did some sort of keystrokes and put in a new website, it's all in there, very easy to export, very easy to have for your team to look at and to go through that process map. You can also use Loom to record your screen. So there's so many things, but I really do that Scribe How app. It's one of my favorites for creating those intricate processes because then what you get to do is you get to hand that off to somebody, you do it with them a couple times, and then by the third or fourth time, they should never have to come to you again and ask those questions on how to do something because if they need to, they can then just go right back to the SOP that you have. Now you have multiplied yourself tenfold 
Other people can be trained off that and then you never have to teach that again. And one thing that I have learned on how to train well when you're trying to delegate, I learned this years ago in college. It's the Jesus discipleship model, but then also one of my partners, business partner, Carl, he actually refined this model in the business context. But it's this idea of the four quadrants of training, right? Quadrant one has you do, they watch. So as we do something, they're watching me do it. They're asking questions. It's 100% me, 0% them. The next one is I do, they help. So now it's shifting a little bit. 75% I'm doing it, 25% they're doing it. So we're doing it together. I'm letting them handle certain things. And then we have number three, which is what we call, oh crap turn, where now it's shifted the opposite direction. You do, I help. So they do 75%, I help the 25%. So now they're doing the majority of the work and I'm helping them. And then now the last one is the fourth one, which is you do, I watch. This is where they can actually replicate this and teach this to other people. Now, the secret sauce of this is as I'm training somebody, as we're going through the process, I cannot tell them, I can't tell them which box they're in. I can't look at them and go, hey, you should, you're in box three, you got this. I ask them, hey, when, when it comes to this email, when it comes to editing this, when it comes to filling out this form, are you a one, two, three, or four? I can't tell them if they're a one, two, three, or four. They have to do that. Now, Carl has really refined that, done a great job with that. You can get all the coaching you want from him. He's incredible. He's curiosity coach. Go check him out. He's awesome. But it's a really amazing way to be able to multiply what you're doing and to quit well. Because at the end of the day, if I really want to do the higher level things, live in the clouds, grow the company, I have to outsource, I have to delegate, I have to quit. So as you guys are thinking about that, as you're thinking about continuing to have a healthy marriage, a healthy family, a healthy work-life balance, have vacations, you have to quit. You have to take off some of the things on your plate that are sucking you dry, killing your business, and that are wearing you out. Because at the end of the day, you will most likely be the thing that gets in the way of the growth of your business because you haven't delegated well, because you haven't gotten out of your own way to allow other people to operate in their zone of genius and to allow them to grow into who they are created to be. As one of my favorite uh, leadership coaches, John Maxwell says, if you want to do small things right, do them yourself. If you want to do great things and make a big impact, learn how to delegate. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that you have learned that it's probably better that you quit in your business sooner rather than later, but it's also very important to quit well. I look forward to hearing the story of all the quitters out there, people who have delegated, who have passed the baton, who have seen massive growth because you've gotten out of your own way. I hope you have a fantastic day. I appreciate you being here to listen. Thank you so much. Peace.